Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole. Hello. We're not cutting up behind the scenes. No. So if you hear us snickering, we're being very, very uh, obedient and smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad you're here to cut up and connect with us. And we've got an awesome topic today. We started it last week. I would encourage you. Go to connectionshow.org and check us out last week, what we talked about. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> um, we talked about what to do when all hell breaks loose. And it was just a great reminder that from the very beginning of time, the very first thing yeah. Satan did was to question our trust in God. The first thing he started with was Eve, was you know basically saying, look, do you really trust God? You know, he's holding out on you. He doesn't want you to have this or that or whatever. It was the first attack. So Satan, he's dumb. I mean, he really is just an idiot. He's not smart. And a jerk. And a jerk. And a loser. Loser. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's just watched and seen what works with people. And he does Who the same thing with again and again and again. So that stands to reason. He's going to do with us what he did with Eve and try to make us lose our trust in God. And that's when all hell tends to try to break loose. Yeah. It's because he's wanting to shake you. He's wanting to get you off that trust so that you can't stand in faith, so you can't be led to triumph. So again, go back to connectionshow.org and see what we talked about last week. Connect with us on there. Let us know where you're watching from. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you, really? <laughs> what are you doing in my TV? <laughs> <laughs> We're a riot in our own mind. <laughs> you can tell us how funny I am. Oh, boy. And let us know what, what you want to hear. More of my jokes, for instance. I can tell I'll be praying for y'all listening and watching this episode from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, about says biblical finance. It's not. It's what <laughs> when all hell breaks loose. That is so two weeks ago. I know. I know. When all hell breaks loose, part two. Dope. Two. Ah ah ah. That's where all the <laughs> old school Sesame Street people. Two. Two episodes of when all hell breaks loose. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. Sorry. And then a young. <laughs> See, I told you to we were going to pray. Y'all pray for weirdos. us. And they were like, we're, they're like, we're doing it. We're praying for y'all all the time. We y'all need it. Amen. We agree with you. We do. <laughs> well, let's turn, uh, get your Bible, unless you're driving, then don't. And um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, go home, go to connectionshow.org, then grab your Bible when you're sitting in, in a safe place. Or Amen. if you're in your car, you can just listen to us now. <laughs> Read it. Yeah, awesomely. Listen. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. And verse. so last week, we talked about what do you do when all hell breaks loose. And what we said was the very first thing that you need to understand that the devil's going to try to steal is your trust yeah. in God. You've got to trust him. When you don't know what to do, when you don't have any idea how you got here, or maybe you do have an idea how you got here, but you don't know where you're going from now, you've got to trust the Lord. You must trust him. Do not let go of trust. Now, but the question is, 
now that all hell is breaking loose, or maybe you're in front of that situation, it doesn't matter. Trust is something that we should hold on to at all times because God is trustworthy. So here's the question that I have for you. Is this just blind trust? I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're doing, but I trust God. No, it's not blind trust. It's trust in His character and nature, but it's also trust that these things are going to work. Tragedy will not strike my family. The Word says it like this, no evil will befall me, right? They won't even come near our dwelling. It won't come near my house. It won't come near my family. This is scripture. This is not ego. This is not pride. This is humility to the word that says, this evil will not come near me, right? And so we're not just blindly throwing trust out there that I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know what the end result is. No, the end result will be a victory, an escape from the hell, and a victory, a triumph through Christ. That's what he's promised you. Glory to God. So let's look at that. Let's not just throw blind trust out there that doesn't stand in faith for any type of promise, but it's a faith and a trust on the promise and the goodness of God. So let's look at this verse. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I've got it. It says, right. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. Amen. You know, he's faithful. He is always going to provide a way of escape. He doesn't cause the temptation, but he is faithful to provide a way of escape through it. Yes, yes. That is something I'm not going to do the whole teaching on it, but just uh, recently I was sitting in a service with uh, Pastor Rick Renner, who's a Greek scholar. He was specifically talking about this verse and in James when temptation comes. This temptation, this word here... Uh, that literally means hardship and pressure. It literally means that. And it says you're not going to uh, enter into that where God has not given you what you need to escape it, right. right? And why can we know that? Not because we've got it all under control. Thank goodness we're not the one that it all falls down on. <laughs> but He is faithful. Yeah. God is faithful. I put my trust in Him. I put my trust in Him and I don't lean to my own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of our heart and do not lean to our own understanding. Don't, we don't lean on our own goodness. We lean on Jesus' goodness. We lean on God's love for us. And we'll find that He is so much more faithful and He'll lead us right through that hardship, right through that. In James, it talks about this same word, temptation, that means hardship. You'll find that it says, look, when these trials and these temptations come on you, James very specifically points out God didn't send this, right? This was not God's doing. However, take joy in the middle of it. Why? Because I trust in a God that knows how to get me out Amen. of it. And not only does he know how, but when I put my trust in him and I take joy in him, he can get me out. Right. If I go, oh, golly, how in the world are we ever going to get out of this? I'm setting myself up to not find the way of escape. But when we say, Lord, I, even in the middle of this, I take joy knowing that you are right. a good God and you're going to lead me out of this. 
What does this verse say? He says, he's not going to let me find myself in a hell. He's not going to let me find myself in a hell that's bigger than what I'm capable of through Christ, right? When I put my trust in God, he is faithful and I will find a way to endure it and find that way of escape. So let's go, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. So again, as you're getting there, check uh, 2 Corinthians 2.14. We know when all hell breaks loose, the devil's after our trust. Right. But we're not just throwing trust. Oh yeah, it'll, you know, we're not just throwing that out there. I hope it works out good. You know, we're not basing it on luck. We're basing it on the promises of God. And what God said was, you won't find yourself in a hell, in that last verse, you won't find yourself in a hell that God's not faithful in. I can trust Him even when I can't trust myself. I can trust Him and He will provide a way of escape. He will provide uh, the ability to endure it. But here's the other thing that He will provide. Let's look at the second promise. What are we trusting in? We're trusting specifically. Yes. What are the specifics? That he's faithful, he'll provide escape, and mm-hmm. let's read this verse. In 2 Corinthians 2.14, it tells us, But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. Amen. He is always there. To provide a way of escape, to lead us to triumph. Yes. It's an always. It's not if That's you deserve right. it, if you did anything right, if you did anything wrong. It's yeah. I'm always here to lead you to triumph. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Look at this. So then you know, we're not just throwing blind trust out there. We're putting trust in the character and nature of God, and He is a loving Father, and He is so Amen. faithful to us. Yeah. We're putting trust in He will provide us a way of escape. He will give us strength to endure. But not only that, in this verse, He is always leading us to triumph. So we're trusting not that it'll be okay. We're trusting we're coming out of this thing triumphant. We're coming out the victor. We're being crowned with victory in this thing. No No matter what we face, no matter what the hell is. That sounded like almost cussed. All right. <laughs> the hell that's breaking forth, it doesn't matter. That's so funny. Now I'm, I, it threw me. All right. Look at this verse, though. Let's lay this verse out on the screen and highlight these words. Uh, but thanks be to God. Now, the first thing in that word thanks, what, see, what we're talking about is giving him thanks before we see it. That's right. How can we give thanks before? the victory manifest because we know that God is faithful. We know that that's his character and his nature. See, when it just tells us to give thanks, it's telling you I've already come through on the back end. It's already done. Your healing is done. Your provision is done. Your prosperity is done. Your protection is done. Your deliverance is done. The restoration in your marriage, the restoration in your mind, it's done. And we can thank God ahead of time. 
Amen. Let, Amen. Lord, we just thank you right yes. now that even though hell may be breaking loose or it may try again sometime soon, doesn't matter. You're always leading us yes. to try it. We thank you ahead of time. We praise you, Father. Thank, thank you. you just say it right now. Say, Father, Father thank, you thank you for being you. For being you. I trust you. I trust you. Amen. 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 So the first thing, look at this, but thanks be to God. And look at all these absolutes again who always, always, there's never a time that he's not leading us to triumph. He always leads us to triumph. Now, I will say that if he's always leading us to triumph, he's leading us, not forcing us. That's right. In other words, we must take Jesus by the hand and allow him to lead us. Allow the leading of the Holy Ghost that Jesus will send through the Holy Spirit to lead us. In other words, we can't sit back, sit on our, sit on our uh, bottoms and not do anything. We have to take action, but we have to take action based off of his leading, not just what we think we should do or what our parents tell us we think we should do or what, we th or what we've grown up knowing that we think we should do. We need to go into the Word. We need to hear from the Holy Spirit, and he will lead us to triumph. Every time, Amen. always. The word that's so absolute there is always. Thanks be to God who always leads us in Christ, leads us in triumph in Christ, and manifests through us the sweet aroma. He manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. What is this promise telling us? This is a promise straight from God that says he's always leading us in every place. It's the same thing like that 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He says, look, he says, there, you're not going to find yourself in any situation, in any temptation. You will not find yourself where you can't give praise That's to right. God and thanks and trust him because God is faithful. He will deliver you. That's right. There's just, now see, if you don't know that, then what are you going to do? You might try to trust him, but you've got no word to stand on. You've got no foundation to stand on. But now you see the promises. This is not just blind trust. I see the character and nature of my God. Yes. I see the character and nature of my Savior, Jesus Christ. I see the strength and empowerment of my Holy Spirit. Amen. My Holy Spirit, my comforter, my, my strength. That's who he is. Amen. Amen. It all goes back to knowing who he is, yes. getting in his word and figuring yes. out who he is. Because if you know God, then you know he is perfection. Yes. He can't go anywhere except for that which is perfect. So if we're following him, we're following to his perfect will for us. Yes, yes. And it all goes back to just knowing who is our daddy. Yes, yeah, amen. And, you know, if you look at this verse one more time, it says this. When we get to know exactly what Nicole was just now saying, when we get to know him, not what people say about him, not what right. we've thought before, but the real truth about God, he says that truth will produce a sweet aroma in you. Not a bad aroma. It will produce a sweet-smelling fragrance, a sweet aroma. He says the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him will manifest through us. Now look, it won't just manifest, it manifests through us. Yeah. In other words, we play a part in the manifestation. That's our faith. When we put faith and trust on who God is, 
when we put faith and trust on Him, now the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him can manifest through us. That's, and see, this is a partnership between us and God. Okay, God, you've got, you've got everything. You are, you are so strong, so mighty, so loving, so powerful. I trust you. I put faith in you. That's my part. He is who he is. He's good. He's awesome. He is who he is. My part is to believe him and trust him. Yeah. And when I do that, now his part can manifest through us, right? Amen. And it can manifest through you the same way it manifests through Nicole and I. It will manifest in your life when you say, I'm going to trust him. Amen. So now let's look at a story in the Bible where hell broke loose. Uh, and that is in Job. Anybody ever heard of Job? <laughs> Once or twice. Once or twice. Job is actually a great story because there's a lot of victory, and I'll tell you this, there's a lot of hope for you and I in Job. And so let's read Job, and I want to read, I want to take the time to read the story of Job, and uh, let's go through a few things. So I'll just start, if you want to read, and then... Um, what I'll do is I'll I'll step in I'll step in and uh, actually just give some uh, commentary on the verses there. So in Job chapter one it says, verse one, there was a man in the land of Uz. You about there? Uz, yeah. There was a man in the land of Uz. You got it. Go ahead. Yeah, whose name was Job, and that man was blameless, upright, fearing God and turning away from evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. His possessions also were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. And that man was the greatest of all men of the East. His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house one on, of each one of his days. And they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When the days of feasting had completed their cycle, Job would send and consecrate them, rising up early in the morning and offering burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, Perhaps my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. Okay, so right here. One of the first things that we see about Job is... Uh, this right here shows that Job actually had some fear going right. on in his life. They were not required to give offerings that many times. And generally, this offering, in my understanding, was supposed to be done once a year. Uh, Job was doing it daily, daily. for his children. Uh, that is him saying, and he didn't even know they'd messed up, but he was saying, maybe they did, right? In other words, he was trying to be God for them, and he was actually ending up moving in fear. Now, this right here, uh, I believe, plays into what happened next, because fear opens up the attacks in our life. And that's why uh, God says, look, do not fear so many times. And then he says, perfect love cast out fear. When you yeah. understand the love and mercy of God. So right here, Job has fear going on and that's important. Okay. Let's start with verse six. Now there was a day when the son, when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. 
For the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. He will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Okay. So now, one of the things that's very important to notice is, I want you to watch. This is Old Testament, not New Testament. Job did not have yet the blood of Christ as his protector, as his healer. He didn't have. Uh, he was not an heir and in the family of God like we are today in Christ. I want you to see this. But even though he was in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant, when the hedge was around Job, when the hedge of protection yeah. was around Job, Satan couldn't touch him. That's right. If Satan could have touched him and killed him, he would have. That's, that's the nature of the devil. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he says, look, God, I can't touch him. He, he couldn't touch him as long as the hedge was there. If we will get to the place where we are staying in the shadow of the Almighty through faith in Christ, he's our protector, the devil can't touch us. This is why he says no evil will befall you. Yeah. This is why he says faith will quench, the shield of faith will quench every fiery dart. This is very important. A lot of people look at this and they just say, oh, well, God dropped the hedge of protection. I would say, based on the full counsel of the word, actually the hedge of protection is kept there. What's the shield? What's the shield that protects us? Our faith. Okay. So when Job started making these sacrifices daily, was he in faith or was he in fear? He was in fear. He was not in faith. And so Job actually gave the right for that hedge to come down in his fear. A lot of people attribute that solely to God. But God, see, God has given the earth to the sons of men. So what we do determines how the Lord can respond in our lives. A lot of people don't understand. They think God just does everything. He's in control of everything. But if he was in control of everything, he'd make everybody get born again. Yep. That's what he'd do. He'd get them saved. But he would also, by taking control out of that man's hand, he would take their choice. And you can't be in love. In other words, without a choice, he would take away their love. So he's given us choice so that we can operate in love. All right? All right, so verse 13. Now on the day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their older brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkey feeding beside them, and the Sabians attacked and took them. They also slew the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, 
The Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and took them and slew the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house, and behold, a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people and they died. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Okay. So now what we're seeing is Job is this very prosperous man. And all of a sudden, what is, the devil is such a jerk. He is such a scoundrel. I mean, he, he is just such a loser. And what he does, he doesn't try to do one at a time. He, he just piles stuff on Job. I mean, he's just piling it on. And notice how they all come while the one was still speaking, right? What is he trying to do? He's trying to break Job's trust. Now look, Job, and he goes on to say in a second, in verse 21, he says, The Lord gave and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, that's even in songs that we sing. But Job was speaking out of ignorance here. Yeah. He, he, was not, he did not have a good revelation of the devil as far as we can tell. He thought the Lord did everything. Good, bad, indifferent. He thought he did it. He spoke wrong. Actually, if you go over into chapter 42, you'll see that Job says... Uh, look, Lord, I, there, I spoke of things I did not know. This is one of them. But Job doesn't know what's going on. All of a sudden, his whole world is crashing down. His whole world is crashing down. And I want you to see what Job does. Right at that moment, in verse 20, Then Job arose, he tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. Amen. He, found, he fell to the ground and worshipped. In other words, all hell was breaking forth in Job's life. And here's what Job said. Lord, I don't even know what's going on. I don't understand this. I'm hurting. I've lost all of these things. But I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. I want you to see something here. I want you to see that right then you would think, you would think right at that moment, that, all right, Job hit his knees, he's worshiping God, everything changes. You would think right at that moment that everything was now okay. But that's not the case. The very next chapter, they comes in. Again, there was a day they, they presented him. More stuff happens. He starts getting boils on, the, on him. All of a sudden, he's scraping off the bad skin scraping his skin off because he's gotten so sick. And at that moment, he says this. His wife comes to him and says, in the middle of now every his family's died, he's lost his possessions, now he's sick. The only thing that hadn't happened is he's not dead. Yeah. And then right in the middle of that even, his wife comes and says, curse God and die. Just why don't you just curse God and die? Well, she was a peach, huh? Yeah. That woman got you. <laughs> well, <laughs> she was something else. But Job said, I'm going to trust him. His action said, in the end, this trust in God completely delivered Job. And there he was sitting in the end, and he was restored completely. Yes. God restored the fortunes of Job. 
When all hell is breaking forth in your life, the thing to do is trust that God will give you a way of escape. One of the things in Job, I think the Lord even wiped his tears away. I don't think he had the pain. I think he healed his mind as well from all of the tragedy. But the key to Job's uh, restoration was his trust in God. So right now, no matter what you're facing, just pray this with me. Just say, Father, Father, I trust you. you. Jesus, Jesus, be my Lord. Lord. You are the Lord of my life, life. the director. director. You call the shots, shots, and I will follow. follow. I believe that you died for me. me. I believe in your love. love. And Father, I believe you brought him back to life. life. In Jesus' name, name. Amen. 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 Trust in God today. Next week, we're going to talk more about what to do when all hell breaks loose. We look forward to seeing you then. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.